Hello everyone, welcome to the Word Kick in the Podcast, where I get the privilege to talk to the legends and warriors of the martial arts world. Today I am being joined former light heavyweight champ strike force champion and former UFC fighter, light heavyweight fighter, Renato Sobrababalu. Sir, how are you? I'm good. Um thank you for having me today. Oh, thank you for joining, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Now, uh, born and raised in Rio de Janeiro, how was Young Babalu like? Well, um, I born in the 75 and born, grew up in the 80s in Rio de Janeiro. I think it's a very good school <laughs> you pretend to be a fighter. <laughs> and grew in the 80s, I think, you know, it's different setting up they have in those days. Yes. And we have to... We had to learn how to defend ourselves on a young age, especially um, if you're from Rio de Janeiro, like I said, in the 80s. Being, I remember on the back, I used to go play with my friends. When I was six, seven years old already, I used to play, go, go downstairs and, and go play in the street with my friends. And... By a very young age, my mom, my mom was a nurse and she's working all day in different shifts, you know, different hospitals. She was, a, um, yeah, my dad, he was a, working, um, working on diving, oh. uh, um, platform. Oh, platform. Yes. Okay. And so I almost didn't see my parents. So I had to, to, to take care of myself uh, very well. And it was a time I stayed with my grandma. And we stay, we stay playing until the sun's going down. Wow. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's my, that was my, my, my days. Uh, going back to school, get lunch, go to the street and play all day. <laughs> and and go back home on the sun's come down. No, that's when the when the this is the thing when the light was up on the street lights the street light was up. We have to come back home because <laughs> yeah, if you don't go back home, that yes, <laughs> you get your butt, you get your butt warmer. <laughs> <laughs> and. Were you the only child, or was it, you had yeah? Any I have a brother. I have my brother. My I have old brother and a young brother. Oh, okay. Uh, well, they have a couple brothers, but this, uh, but they born after we grew up. Oh. Uh, but my the one they grew they raised being raised with me. There was my old brother and my young brother. Okay. Three years apart we are, but from each other. So I have older and yeah. the old brother. He didn't live with me. And my young brother, yes, he lived with me and hanging out a lot. Oh, okay. And did they train martial arts as well? Yeah, my my, my old brother, he passed when oh. he was 30. Oh. And my young brother, he's a he's a black belt. And he's a police officer, a detective. Wow. Here in the United States or no, Brazil? No, in Brazil. In Brazil? Yes. Wow. All right. Yes, rough job. Yeah. <laughs> in Rio de Janeiro or? That's correct. Wow. That, that is a tough job. <laughs> it is. Uh, do you talk to him frequently? Yeah, I do. I oh, did. How is he doing? Is he good? Well, yes. Yeah, he got a little scrape because he was shooting two days ago. Oh, my yes. gosh. Wow. Yes, uh, <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> okay. 
Wow. All right. Well, I mean, so you're five, six years old, and we were just talking. You got into Muay Thai. No. No? And um, my mom, mm -hmm. no, um, like I said before, um, I was a, a young kid, six, six, six years old. I was a half kid, big kid. Oh. And, and... So the only way I, I I didn't I wasn't good in playing soccer. I didn't know how to do sports very well. My um, in Brazil, or you play soccer, or you play soccer, or you play soccer. You know? <laughs> sort of like Mexico. <laughs> yes. So if you don't, they don't ask you to play as much, you know. And I'm not. I wasn't very fast. So my mom decided, oh, okay, I think he's good for judo. You no, know, that okay. kid, you know, let's put him in judo. Then I train, started training judo. Then I started learning, you know, about martial arts. I started learning how to defend myself. And I thought I was the, I was the king of the street already. One of the age was eight years old. And, and I, tr I, and I tried to, I, I, I got in a fight in the park on the playground. And then I have an older kid. I tried to grab him and take him down using my judo. He stepped back and threw a blow on my face. What? Yes. Big punch on my face. And then I, I was very, Like, damn, no, I started yelling the kid, I run away home. I say, I look to my mom and say, Mom, I don't want to do, I don't want to do judo anymore. <laughs> she doesn't work. <laughs> I tried to do, she tried to, to, to take it down the kid, you know, she's like, oh, you got in the fight, blah, blah, blah. All this oh, stuff. No. Then, well, by the age of 10, we, We had a big, uh, same group, they grew up together, you know, there's me, my brother, and a couple of other friends. Then he used to, to like I said, play like a, it's like in the movies. I don't know what kind of movie that you guys have in here. They have a group of like, teenagers, they're all hanging out together and <laughs> yes. finding trouble. That's what we tried to do. And then we, we like a lot, I like it a lot, uh, Bruce Lee, oh, when I was a kid. Got it. And then like, I want I want to do what he does. I want to do kung fu. That's why I thought of doing kung fu because I, he was punching and kicking. You know, I want to learn how to punch and kick so I can punch the kid back. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a Muay Thai gym close to my my, my house. But, uh, I never saw. I never heard it was Muay Thai. I never. I didn't know what it is. Muay Thai was just came to my country. When it's 70, 70 something, 77 maybe, it was pretty. So it was fairly new. Yes, very new in yeah. Um We call it a shoot box. Like they have the gym kind of meat shoot box, we call shoot. it a shoot box. Because it's a box with the foot. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, then I started training, I went to the gym. Then I looked to the say, I come back home and say, Mom, I want to start training boxing. Okay. And she's like, boxing? No, no way. You're going you're gonna to be retarded when you get old. So what, what do you mean? No, you got too much punch in the face. You're going to become a retarded. You're going to have Parkinson, whatever. Oh, my I say, no, 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 no. No, come on. I want to learn. No. She's like, no, no. And then I didn't give up. I went to the gym. I talked to the coach. I say, look, my mom doesn't want to let me pay, but I fall in love with the sport. No, I want to train and learn how to defend myself. And I do whatever you want. So like, you can let me go train. I'm saying, you come here in the last 
last time you have a class here, eight or nine. Then after you finish the class, you clean the gym. Okay. So that's what happened. Then they start going to the gym, start training the last time, start cleaning the gym. And no, guys, you remember that in Brazil, it's very similar in Mexico. You don't have so much rules like you have here in the United States. Oh, so, yes. so my mom doesn't have to go in the gym and sign any shit. This doesn't have to do any stuff like this. You know, just have to talk to the coach and he just let me go. There's no waiver liability or sue anything like this. Yeah. So, um, so I start training and yeah, by the age of 13, this my, my coach say, look, you want to fight? Say, yeah. No, I say no, no, I don't want to fight. But all my friends was going to fight. The guys that I was admired, the guys that was my seniors on my gym, example. Uh, the guys that are better than me, you know, they have but trained more time than me. They're the guys that was looking up. I want to be like them. Then they, they registered the name in the fight. I registered my name to fight. As well. I didn't know what I was going to. And... The fight was uh, just weight class and professional amateur, right? Because my tie, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Experience or no experience? I have no experience. <laughs> I fought no guy. I just go one day before my fight, the guy checked my weight. I was, like I said, it was a chubby. I was fat. I said, I was gordo. Gordo. Yeah. <laughs> and I checked the same scale, kept my weight, didn't see my opponent. I went home the day next day I came. So I was short. I came picture. 13 years old kid, short, heavy, big. Gordo. Gordo. <laughs> but short, because I was 13. Yeah. Then the guy who fight me was 18 and taller. But yes. He was 18 because he was heavy though. But they didn't have any 13 years old in my weight class. So it was a mismatch. <laughs> Yeah, it was a mismatch, regardless to age, yes. Yeah, regardless so, to age. You can't fight a guy 18 years old or 13 years old, you know, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. So then I look to the guy and I look to my opponent and that's funny because I was fat and then everybody started cheering out on the on outside the crowd. I said, they look at my opponent, it was a big black guy, strong, and me like a pequeño, gordo. And everybody like it. Gordo, 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 gordo. That's great. Just give me a little vibe, you know. Like you say, well, you know what? Okay. My coach look at me and say, look, that was my first time that I had to deal with my fears. I say, my fear, like a hundred percent. I like a fear. I like guys gonna kill me. I knew it. And my coach look at me and say, look, he's just a big guy, but. You know, you don't have to worry. Because if the size of us matters, the giraffe was the king of the jungle. Right? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> That's why he told us, okay. <laughs> then I stepped in the cage, the guy came, then he tried to tried to take my head off. Then I, <laughs> I was just threw a blow, right perfect, spinning elbow, it was right in his nose, and he blew his nose, and then I knocked him out. A spinning elbow right to yes, the nose. Right in the nose. What? Yes. <laughs> so how were you how did you feel after that? You still I felt after this. I feel amazing, dude. I feel I feel like it um on that moment right there. On that moment right there, I like it. That was something else, you know. 
when I see the crowd cheering my name, cheering like, not my name. Ben like, Gordo. Gordo. <laughs> they started raining down and all this feeling. And I see, wow, that was a, that was a big rush, you know, an adrenaline rush. I think that day is the, it's like a probably one of the person taking the heroin shot the first day, <laughs> you know, like you kind of, <laughs> That's what I felt. The the the, the hype. And that day, I was a junk. I was a junk in adrenaline. Oh. You know, I was a junk in forever. I tried to find the same feeling. I think oh. that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So let's backtrack a little bit to your Muay Thai coach. Right. Who, who was he? I was a Bill. Uh, my Muay Thai, my first Muay Thai coach was Bill. His name is Bill Pedro. 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 Pedro Paulo from Brazil. He's yeah. a Short guy, short guy, and I train in the gym. The Luis Alves is a former uh, president of the federation Brazil, and wow. he's the one that gave me the black belt. And this is yeah, he's a he's a he's a short guy, and he's always believing me. I think there was a there was a there was the thing that that my coach. Gave to me is a the self be, believe in myself, you know, because when no one believe in me, he was the one who believe in me. And no one, there's no one, no one, no one in the gym, no one outside thinking, oh, this is, is a pequeño gordo, he's not, he's not gonna el flaco, not gonna fight well, you know, wow. just a little kid. No, he's like, no, I believe in him, I believe in you, I believe in you, and he believe in me. And that's after this, I start believing in myself. That's awesome. So you think because everybody, well, because he was short himself, he was believing in you. Because I'm pretty sure you say he was short, but he was deadly. I'm well, sure no, was... because I mean, I don't see that. Yeah. Because all the short guys compete against short guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he was a, uh, <laughs> just, it wasn't because of this, because he just. Saw something in he you. He just always. He always taught me. He always taught me that you know it doesn't matter what side of your opponent. It doesn't matter what size the fight. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter size of your opponent. It doesn't matter what's happened inside you. This is what he taught me. I think the most. Right. So, and I've been in this situation before in my life. They have to fight guys um, almost three hundred pounds, oh my and and then I have to you know just look at to him like he's a. 150. Yeah. So, all right. So let's fast forward again. You knocked this 18 year old out. Did your mom already knew you were oh, fighting? That's correct. My mom, she didn't know there was fight. <laughs> oh my yes. goodness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like I told you, I was going out on the street and stay right. all day. But this is routine, go all the way in my life, you know? Yeah. And as I grew older, um, she didn't know where was it. I come back home, I got my, I got lunch, I watch a little cartoon, I do my homework, go straight to the gym. From 2 to 8, 2 o'clock in the afternoon wow. to 8 o'clock at night, I was in the gym. That's crazy. Yes. So, so, so my friends was in the gym, and right. all my life inside the gym, I was inside, inside the gymnasium. So I training. Mm -hmm. And just come back home sometimes with bruises, sometimes not bruises. <laughs> when I have bruises on my face, he's looking to my face like, no, I think he's getting in trouble in the street. But 
me, my mom, as long as I don't bring Probo to my house, never. Yeah, she never questioned it. Yes, and, and of course, my grades had to be up. Uh, yeah, up. Yeah. If my grades always down, there was a trouble. Wow. <laughs> and, and but, I mean, as, as a traditional martial arts school or just your martial arts school, your Muay Thai, was your instructor heavy? You got to get good grades. Was he always pushing you to get good grades as no, well? No, really. Not really. No, really. No, really. But I always tell my kids in here, the, uh, yeah. um, I always tell my, my, well, I didn't have so much, um, mentor regardless of the school and stuff. Um, um, my culture wasn't very into that. And right. <clears throat> it's something that I had to do it myself yeah. and study. Yeah, but I mean, the whole, just Muay Thai itself is very disciplined. Everything so, is disciplined yeah. though. Uh, um, I'm telling you something. Uh, this is very important for you, everybody, for you to understand. And discipline is 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 equal freedom. Okay, we don't have discipline. We we cannot rely on motivation. I cannot rely on be motivated to be aware of mine. I cannot rely on motivations to be to 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 go where was it to be to fight to be a world champion. <clears throat> to come to United States, to move to United States, to live in my house, to you know, to come to another country. I cannot rely on motivation. I rely on discipline. And discipline, I, did, I dictate on myself. This I learned at a very, very early age. This is what I tell my kids all the time here. You know, you cannot rely on discipline to wake up in the morning to go to school. You cannot, you cannot rely to make a homework. You know, sometimes it, you have to do so much homework that you have to find a motivation, you're not going to do it. Not because it's annoying, it's boring, but you have to do it because of discipline. So sometimes I cannot, um, I don't want to run, but I have to. I don't want to do stuff that I have to, but because it, it's a discipline. It's the only way, it's the only way that I can pursue success, you know. That's, right. That's the only way. So, um, I was very disciplined. I still very disciplined regardless when I'm doing stuff. That's great. Yeah. That, that's awesome. I think that's a... I, I just I tell my kids all the time here. And discipline with uh, stuff, get your freedom. You're not yeah. to worry so much. And not just the kids, but the adults, because there's adults that oh, need to hear it as well. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. I mean, I tell sometimes here, the adults, yeah. I know so much, because I think adults have more free mind. Just, mm-hmm. They choose what they, are they want. But, um, yeah, mm. So, all my time, all my life, I mean, so, let's finish the conversation. I finished my fight, though, I go, and and I went to, uh, I went home, I didn't, I just showed my trophy to my mom, look, I got this. She's like, what? Where? I was fighting. She's like, oh my goodness. What? Why are you doing this? I told you not to do that. (laughs) Well, um, but I keep doing. And... My mom, because this, yeah, she, um, I, by the age between this age 12 and, and 15, uh, when I was in the gym, my mom, she put me in another place on a club, in a club so I can do different sports. So I can try to just keep it away from this situation and fight. And I was swimming too. When I went to high school, I uh, when I stepped into high school, um, 
I have a choose sports that I could choose. One of those was wrestling, one of those was jiu-jitsu. No, no, swimming. Swimming. And the wrestling didn't have any girls. So, <laughs> and I was in the age of teenage, yes. I was just swimming team, have a bunch of girls. So, so he went swimming. Yeah, so it's I was wrestling and swim, but I was a better swimmer than a wrestler. Okay. I was, a, I was okay wrestler until after, no, 18. All right. <laughs> I was just wrestling, you know, but I was more swimmer. Then I have a girlfriend, I went on a swim team that I did until all the whole through high school. Wow. You know. Then I went to, when I turned 18, I had a, I have a time in my life that I have to, um, in Brazil, uh, when I finish high school, uh, we can go in the army. I mean, okay. as a, as a male, yes. you have to, you have to present yourself to the, to the army. Is it a mandatory? It's mandatory. Everyone. Wow. But you can be picked, but you cannot be picked. It's a draft. Also, it's not like here. That it's not like here is a volunteer. Oh, here's a volunteer. Here in the United States, a volunteer. In Brazil, is a draft. It's a draft. Oh, you okay, have to so register your name. Yes. And then you'll be drafted or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. And or you go to college. Well, no, two of those. Oh, my So, I say... I didn't want to go to college right away because I was in school. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go jump straight in college. Then, in my way to go, I switched to get a draft. But I, I didn't want to get draft. Maybe, maybe not. So I choose to go in the airborne. Okay. Because airborne is a volunteer. Oh, all right. So, and also the guy, one of those guys that I was fighting. Sasha was that was my my mate training partner. He's the one that whooped my ass all the time. <laughs> he always whooped my ass, but badly. And and he was a when he was a he went to the army. He went to the airborne. I want to be like him. Oh, all right. So that's why in him, in my other coach, one one the guy in the gym was a there was tough guys. I don't say I want to be an airborne. And also, if I choose to be an airborne, I don't have to worry about being drafted or not. Oh, so, yeah. oh, into the airborne. So it was a very, very extreme year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How, how was it in the airborne? Was it? Oh, it was a good, it was a very important experience in my life. How long were you there for? A year, even now. Just a year and a half? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And after that, did you decide to come I to the I discharged. No, I oh. discharged. Then I went to college. Oh, okay. Okay, then I, yeah. then I studied, what you call it. I mean, I finished the army, I stayed in college, then when I started training Jiu-Jitsu, I went to college. Oh, so you did to, and that's when you met Carlos Gracie Jr.? Yes. Or, oh, okay. Yes. So that was in, this was all in Brazil. This, this is all in Brazil. 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 Yeah. Wow, how was it like when, did, did you already know the, knew the Gracie name? Going to that school, or were there? I know, I know the name. I met the Grace name was in 1993. Oh, all right. Yeah, 1994 when yes. I left the army. 1994, 1995. 1993, 1994 when I saw the tape. That's what happened. This is what I'm going into the fight. Yes. So I wasn't airborne. No, I was in a lunch break, and with a, on a cafeteria, yes. some dude brought a tape of the. UFC 3. Wow, all right. Okay, I see number one is starting in 1993. I yes. Think. 1994, he brought me UFC 3. So I can watch, we watched him in the cafeteria. I'm like, dude, I couldn't believe the guy. The little guy can do everything like he did. Right. Yes. 
And I was a Muay Thai fighter, and I said, dude, I, I gotta learn this type of Jiu Jitsu type of thing, you know? <laughs> then I started training Jiu Jitsu. Yes. And I trained Jiu Jitsu from 1994 to 1998, maybe? Something right. like this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, I was wrestling, in wrestling, in, in, it wasn't in, in college also. So then I decided to, to 1998, I get offered my first fight. Wow. Yeah. And were you, I mean, 94 to 98, were you a purple belt by then or on Jiu Jitsu? Yeah. Yeah, purple belt. Something like this. But I, I was a wrestler as well. Right? Was, and I mean, you were getting all these tools, wrestling, Muay Thai, yes. Judo, Jiu So I think that's what making me successful in the beginning. Yes. Because, um, before I started doing to MMA, I already know wrestling and I already know jiu-jitsu. And kind, kind of know jiu-jitsu, you know, and know Muay Thai well. So, um, on that period of time, was more about style against style. Yes, it was. Time. Was a uh, jiu-jitsu against karate or Muay Thai against jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai against wrestler. So right. this guy doesn't know much about the other martial arts. That's I have correct. this benefit. So when my when my first fight, I had this benefit. So that I that I knew what what I was doing. So even though I wasn't very good on submission, but I knew how to stay in standing. I knew how to take the person down. I knew how to strike. Because you saw in the past, you know, the guy trained jiu-jitsu, he, had, he doesn't know anything about boxing. Wow. You know? No, yes. on the past, not in those days. Yes. It's, it's, it's hard to talk about the past with people in those days because sometimes the, 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 the near past, it seems too far away from us, like another century. When I talk to you about a guy trained jiu-jitsu doesn't know anything about boxing, yeah, he doesn't know anything about boxing. Yeah. And a wrestler, he doesn't know anything about jiu-jitsu. Yes, he didn't know anything about jiu-jitsu. Those days, he does. Yes. At least a little bit. At least because you see. On the right. back of the days, you didn't see anything. You didn't. So, you were in your thing. You didn't have a TV. I'm sorry. You didn't have a computer to research anything. You know one thing. That's the thing that you know. Right. You try, so, it's kind of hard to explain to the audience how was it. Because... The people that have more than before the 2000, they can't understand more. Right now, whatever I say to the, this new audience, they don't picture very well because they don't have all this before internet type of thing, you know? Yes, and we live it so differently. And oh, yeah. I feel myself sometimes when I talk to kids, they come from different, different I don't know, before Jesus Christ, you know? <laughs> like, a, yeah, Stone Age or something yeah. like this. That's how it seems to me. That from us, then we come from another century. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, I'm seeing that we are Stone Age right now. Because okay. when you spread people, like, no, come on, no, you guys didn't do it. No, yes, because you have to send letters. Yes, <laughs> you, no. have, you have to make a call, and the person has to stay home to receive the call. Yes, <laughs> that that's one of the things when I'm teaching the kids to throw them off. I ask, I tell them all the time. Do you guys know what a rotary phone is? Or when I do this to the phone? And they look at me like, no, what is that? <laughs> or I, or I, with my hand, I do the circle movement for the car. How you used to pull to the windows. And one or two go, oh, yeah, that's because my dad has an old car. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's back in the day. But they do look at you like you're a dinosaur. They look at me like, 
Yeah, you're old. So <laughs> hey, why not Max playing stuff? Yes. It seems too. Uh, sometimes it seems fant fantasy, but it's not. Yeah, this is how yeah. we live, though. Yeah. You know, in the past. So yeah. for us to have access to learn here, learning this, learning that, we have to wait. Spend on top of this, we're in Brazil, right? Mm -hmm. No, doesn't happen on the past. We didn't fly so much internationals. We didn't go. You no, know, was that yeah. was really inside the country. And it, once in a lifetime, you got a tape that you watching over and over. Oh, yes, <laughs> you know, and you have to rewind it. Not just you know. Yeah. So just have to rewind, <laughs> come back and play, rewind, play, yeah. rewind, and play and study and rewind and play and go to the gym and train. Rewind and play, and this wasn't like in the, on a, using a hand to learn stuff. Just you know? the, with the fingers like the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, just the finger <laughs> stuff. It was different though. Yeah. So, and what I'm trying to say that um, that before me, somebody came, and right. those days somebody came before those people. So when they, when they see the word goats, you know. Greatest all time. It doesn't exist because you have the greatest of your time. <laughs> it's not greatest of all time. It doesn't because it doesn't exist because everybody has different tools and different different sets. So if you walk right now, somebody walking this pathway before you, you know, and you have to respect in the old generation. Now respect my old generations. And these older generations have to, this new generation have to respect the old generation. That's that that's what they have to have more in those days. We missing a little bit. Yeah, respect with the different generations. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome now that you see all these new generations coming up. I think I saw GSP George St. Pierre. He said the best. Uh, this generation. It's going to be better than the last generation. Yeah, huh? And then the generation after them, they're going to be better than their generation. And that's the wonderful thing about martial arts. It's evolving. Yes. It, it doesn't stay the same. But some, sometimes it doesn't evolve to the correct way. That's oh. the only problem. Wait, uh, tell me more about that. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I mean that um, regardless of fighters, though, what I feel those days, um, martial arts is something that to be... Um, You have a, a, a have a, not rules but uh, standards or 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 cornerstones, you know, that you have to raise so the things uh, go together well. One of those is respect, honor, fraternity, all those things that you need to have together in a fighter. It's not about you. It's not about. It's a. It's a lot of things that goes along together. Well, and because the capitalism, money, and it's not, it's not a, don't take me wrong, I'm not a communist or anything like this. Yeah. I just said that you, the captain, is bringing you to fight for money, knowing money is money, money is not, this is not what's more important here. Because okay. money comes and goes, you know, yes. this is what it is. And, but your story, your, your, what you, what you pass to the next generation, that's what is important. Sometimes you, 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 you have an attitude because you're thinking about the money. That's the only thing that is, I think that's what it is. Yeah. You t have some attitudes that doesn't look well. And you don't, you don't give a good example to the others. That's you true. know? And going back, regardless of what we don't have in those days, 
And what I see, see in my gym, I don't train much more uh, professional fighters in my gym. Train more jiu-jitsu, and I like to train kids. This is my 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 main focus here, the kids, because I think them have more impact. Oh yeah, in their lives. Yes, I have more impact in the kids' life than anything else, and they can use uh, martial arts as a tool to modify in in their character on the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, when a professional fight coming, he he care about him, you know. A professional fighter he care about him. He care about what he's going to do, what he's going to win. And if you don't um, give him a, what he does need right now, just not right or wrong. But yeah. I mean, he he has his goals. He leaves. He had because he need uh, uh, that time be perfect to fight. But Correct. in that moment, he not he's him, you know. And he forget about who's teaching him in the past. He forget about what, is, what the person is. He has to go. Sometimes you have to, you know, bow in humility, being humble, humble. humble. Yeah. You no, know, you've been too cocky sometimes because you mad. Sometimes you had to to be cocky. But this is right. the type of things that people forget, you know. Because you no, know, I come here. I train with you because he's the best camp, the best trainer. I come here, train. I got the best one here. I train well. I'm very good. But I feel well. I go home, and I think about my fight. You know, I don't think about my training partners. My training partners are well. They're going to grow. They're going to learn together martial arts. If they're going to, they're going to help each other. You know, if my coach is well, and then. They don't. They don't care as much, you know. They are. They're them. You know. Yeah. It's just the model of the the, the business that the, doesn't go well. What, what I think, you know, martial yeah. arts is something that you need to care about what's going around. You know? mm-hmm. Not yes. about even in your opponent. You have to respect your opponent so much because if you don't have him, you don't have a fight. <laughs> that, is, that is true. So is true. and I see those days of fight coming and I say, yeah, no bullshit. I want to do this. I'm gonna do that to you. Yes. And you know they. they they disrespect each other, but they forget, dude. If the guy wasn't there, you didn't have an opponent. That, you know, you're true. gonna fight against against your shadow. You know, yeah. the guy's there. You have to stay there, respect him. Yes, he wants to beat me like I want to beat him. That's you know, correct. but this was it. It's nothing to do with his mother. It's not to do with his family. Not to do with his religion. You know, yes, I respect him the way he is. You know. He wants yeah. to kill me? Okay, just can kill me. That's okay. Yeah. Killing is a, is, a, is, a, is it's nothing to be an animal want to go or, or uh, uh, a lion want to go kill a zebra. He doesn't curse his zebra's mother. He doesn't you uh, know curse. You know what I mean? He yeah. just go and kill it. That's yeah. what his goal is. Just go there to see what's going on inside. Just go over there and target kill. Boom. Yep. Clean, kill, and leave. Eat, grab your prey, and leave. Yes. Without being disrespectful to anyone else, you know. That's this is true. what it is. This is what a lion has to be. <laughs> yeah, you know. And you know what? It's it's fun. You know what? It's because I remember back when UFC was getting bigger. I come from a very traditional school, oh, karate school, where respect, you bow, you say sir, you say ma'am. And I remember when UFC was getting bigger, everybody wanted to train MMA. And they didn't, well, they're training MMA, but they didn't have that respect that you were talking. They just went in there and thought about them. But yeah. they didn't, they, like to the coach or whatnot, I could be wrong, but 
I, the whole respect just left out the window. It does. And I was it like, does here in the United States. Does yeah. here, well, the way they sell the, 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 the way they sell the, I think the way they sell the, the fighters here in the United States wasn't very good in the beginning. Right. It's the model they, they do in here. They try to make the guy a bad guy. They try to make a good and a bad guy. You're right. In Japan, we used to make a good and a bad guy as well. Yes. But on an honor way, you know, mm-hmm. on the mysterious way, on the bad guy. Because uh-huh. this is a whole story. Everything is a story. Right. You know, I never saw the guy. He never saw me. How can you don't like me? You know, it's That's just a true. story that you make it up. Mm-hmm. This script, you know, and then you yeah. create in a head, and this is what happened, pretty much. Okay, money Japan, he does that, but you do it on, on an honorable way, you know. Right. They focus more on the guy system, training system, you know, what you do, is your family, your family got this, because all these um, stories that people tell in here, you know, before the fight. Yeah. The guy, the to build the character of the fighter, they used to have in Japan as well. But okay. everybody was on different mindset. You know, you go over there. You know, you you don't want to see, you want to see a fight, yeah. not respectful persons. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm glad. I mean, I don't know, just and I'm still very like that, like with yourself, Mr. Sobra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say Mr. Sobra with every. Person that I meet, I go by their last name because that's how I was raised in my school. And on top of this, look, we are, you're from Brazil. You're Mexican. Mexican. Yes. Mexican. So, yes. you know, uh, honor is something very valuable in our culture, though. And that sometimes the money doesn't buy. You know, people don't understand this in here. This is business, you got anything else. Yeah. Sometimes, um, I'm going to give you an example for you right now here. <clears throat> And it happened to no a couple, a couple of days ago in PFL. Fabrice was fighting against uh yes. against a guy. The guy tapped, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't say that he tapped. And the referee didn't stop the fight. The fight kept mm-hmm. going and the guy finishing it up uh, t- uh, knocking Fabrice out. Yes. But he tapped before. But on the way they raised up, the referee didn't see the guy tapping. And they raised Fabrice they raised the, the, the opponent's hand. What the guy should do? Shouldn't thinking about yeah. winning. Because win is not everything. They, have, right. they, they say win is everything. It is not. not. Win is not everything. Honors is everything. You know, it's Grand Martial Arts. Honor is very important. Mm-hmm. So if you come here, you tap, and you don't say that you tap it because you want to win, because you want to think about the money, you think about, ah, I'm winning, I win this guy. This is such a, um, this is not honorable fight. You know, it would be better to say the referee, they will be much better. The referee raise his hand and say, no, he won. I tap. That yeah. he'll be a victorious. That Look, see true. this? Yes. I see. Even for Bristol won, he'll be more victorious, losing, telling, no, I tapped. <laughs> that you is know? true. That is true. But yeah. no, yeah, the value. Yeah. And then I ask, then everybody was, no, oh, he's a, he was a bad guy, he was a dishonest, blah, blah, blah. You know what I said? No, it wasn't his problem. It was his coach's problem. Got it. Because if he was my student, I would pitch him on, the, on <laughs> his butt. He would never do this again. <laughs> that is true. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is pretty much what it do. If I have the guy say, I saw the guy tap. He said, no, I didn't tap. <laughs> Go over there and said you tap. Right? So what do you do? It? Let's I mean, be honorable. Let's... This honorable is honorable. Yeah. very important. I don't see this much a lot in here. Yeah. So people are like, 
And then sometimes one or another, like myself, yeah. like Khabib, they don't yeah. take lightly. You know, if you didn't respect more, you had to be ready. Oh, yes. Oh, so, that is true. So this is what happened to Khabib, you know, yeah. happened to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of heard about, I mean, I read a bit about it and he was being, the, the gentleman was being very disrespectful. So I, I know sometimes you have to sell tickets, but from my standpoint, and I, you could correct me if I'm wrong, you don't talk about me. Okay, that's fine. But don't go after my family. Like you said, don't go after my religion. Don't go after, you know, my personal stuff. Me, you can say what you want about me. Well, once you go family, religion, and everything, that's something else. That's, you yeah. know, that's. And yeah. that time he called me, he called me, can I say that word? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. He called me motherfucker. But, uh, in, remember, motherfucker, if it translates to you in Portuguese, you say, Madre Fodedora. Oh, so <laughs> so yeah. at that time, I didn't know as much. Just say, right. motherfucker's like a son of a bitch. It's like my mother's a hooker mm -hmm. or something like this. Wow. You know, my, after yes. I leave in the United States, I see motherfucker something not, you know, you call me, motherfucker can be in good ways and bad ways. Yes, here in the United it's States. Slang. You know, it's land. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When he call me motherfucker, I say, fuck, you know, yeah. oh, really? Uh, see, okay. okay, gotta be ready by tomorrow. <laughs> So this is what I have. You gotta be ready. And yeah. Yeah. But right. because I never call anyone. Everyone. I look over there, you look at each other. So I I don't I don't say good morning for my opponent. No. After the fight, we shake shake hands. We, well before the fight, you look at each other in the face and shake your hands. I do my thing and do your thing. You know. Now yes. you might pray. I mean your prey. It's not you cannot hanging out together. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It doesn't matter. We I I'm in my on my zone. On yes. my zone, you're in the zone, that's it. We go next day to fight. After the fight, go outside, have a shot of whiskey, hug. This is what it is. It is then go to the next one. And I hope I don't yeah. hurt my, my opponent so he can fight another one and make money again. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope I don't get hurt so they can fight again and make money again. This yeah. is what is simple like this. It's no more complicated than this. No you know? Yeah, and it's, and it's hard because we are in a very drama, in a very drama place where everything has to be drama everybody has to build up everything so that's how they have to sell tickets you know like well you can't build you can't build you can't sell you can that's that's the the, the america didn't copy to united japan yeah. they sold a lot of tickets in japan hundred thousand people in the arena sometimes wow. you know fifty thousand hundred thousand in the arena watching the fight they sold in different ways yes they sold only honor they saw they make they make the fires a different level in Japan, if you're a fighter, you are a different person. You are a half god. You are, you know, they want to touch you yes. like a. They want to touch like you, a special person. Right. You know, it's different. Yeah. It's more. It's more. Yeah, more your soul. Right. You know, you 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 giving everything because in Japan, this is what I'm explaining to you. I don't know if you know in Japan, the the uh, the sumo fighters, they represent their own village. Oh, okay. So. Um, when they go to compete against each other on the ancient time, mm -hmm. there are two sumo fighters. They go and fight against each other. They everybody watching because they do something really brave. Then nobody can do it. That's true. Nobody can do it. So they do something. You compete against each other. They finish over there. Just leave. Yes. So they were very special person because they fight for them. You know, they fight for the village. So they're they. 
they are three different three human beings. Yeah, you know, that's not we are. I think we are semi human beings, but we dare fighting doing something you don't have nuts to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you think you do, but you don't. Yeah, because if you do, you will be there. So you don't. You like it. So they should build the person here as a, as a special person. You know, as a as a like almost like a superhero <laughs> type of thing, like yeah. that professional athletes are. You know, yeah, we have a different uh, special yeah. abilities. You're not just two persons. You go over there like a cockfight or, 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 or a people fight. You know, yeah, people, yeah, just <laughs> clean it up. This is how I feel, man. Oh, like a clown. Clown, <laughs> yeah. That's man. That sucks because you, you, you. I mean, you still are and a great fighter. However, I, yeah. At the end, they just like you said, like either two roosters going at it or two pitbulls, and at the end, it's like okay next so yeah I, I get that <laughs> I get it so let's let's talk about let's let's go back a little bit. let's talk about you finally get into the UFC how did you get that call or how did that go about how did you go to the UFC yeah well you know uh, I went for the UFC was um, the UFC 24 28 or something mm-hmm. um, as before the, that was the last UFC before different titles bought UFC it was in the old organization still and um, Michael Hughes fought against Marcy Smith. Marcy Smith was a was a big knockout guys in the, in the past, and he beat my my, my professor. Oh. Uh, and then he offered me to fight him. And Pedro Hizo was my training partner as well. At that time, he was fighting for the for the heavyweight uh, division, and that was in the oh. same team. And then Pedro Hizo and the, and they offered me to fight Marcy Smith. Say okay, I fight. Then uh, I went to here and find UFC. But then I, when I come back to Brazil, the Fertitas bought UFC. There's a little pit stop. Then at that time, they asked me to drop away to go to 93, uh, to light heavyweight. Because I don't go in the same weight class as my, my, my train partner. Then, I, then after this, I fought in Japan. Then I come back to United States to fight. And you were talking about this earlier, but because I've seen it, there's a difference in the crowds between United States crowds and Japan crowds. In Brazil crowds. In Brazil. In and the Russia crowd. Everybody's a different. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what what crowd do you like to be under? Like that you probably because you fought everywhere. So which crowd did you get the most vibe? The most you know? Actually, Japan. Japan. Quiet. Really? Yes. Wow. Just so you just hear noise off your foot in the ring, cha, cha, cha. and one punch, one one move it go, you see everybody, oh, <laughs> then <laughs> shut. Oh my! God. Oh, man. Once in a while, I have one or another crazy Japanese fan, grease, like, yell <laughs> something, but the most are quiet, quiet, like a fifty thousand people quiet. You just hear the. What's been the loudest crowd? Brazil? Brazil. 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 Wow. Yeah, Brazil, before you come to fight, they curse. They, they you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die tonight, you're going to die tonight. <laughs> That's what wow. And Russia, too. The Russia's funny. Um, one fight before my fight in Russia, I think the two guys they didn't like to fight, they didn't want to fight, they didn't kind of back up too much. They, they start throwing coins in the 
on the ring. They threw a coin into what? <laughs> I was oh like, well, before I go on the ring, they have to swap the, the, the ring because there's coins everywhere. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. Jeez, oh man. And I mean, aside from the UFC, you, you went to Strike Force, and how many, fi- uh, how many fights did you fought before you won the title in Strike Force? None. None. New first fight. The first fight. Because was it a, a, a new organization coming up or no? It no, just... wasn't. Was a was a. What happened? I forgot what it was. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was fighting somewhere else. Then I got a chance to fight there. I just oh, and I was fighting different places. Oh, it's couple. I didn't know when I was fighting strike force. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I know the Scott Coker, the owner of the Bellator in those days, yeah. invited me to go there as a friend of my, my manager. And I said, okay, you come here and fight straight for the title. I said, okay. That's good. That's what happened. Winning the title, did it, did it feel just like when you did the spinning elbow to that 18 year old? No. 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 I felt, uh, my, 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 my most important event was, uh, I think, uh, There wasn't the title itself. Wasn't okay. when I fought in a tournament in Denver. It was a three oh. fights one night. Only still I was possible to have in the United States. What? Yes, I was um, Trevor Preglin, Maurice Shogunhua, and Jeremy Horn. Three fights one night. So on that night, I fought forty-five minutes. What? Yes, that was that was the. I think that was the most important event of my life. Wow, so three fights. Three and fights. Of course, I know Shogun Hua and I know Jeremy Horn. And wow, so you actually three fights. Three fights one night. Then I make the money. Oh my god! Uh, there was there was a, was a lot of a lot of things going on that time because um, that year I was one year before I moved to I was living in the United States. So two thousand two two thousand. Think. Dates here. <laughs> 2003. <laughs> I was living in 2002. I was living in the United States. 2003. I moved back to Brazil. Wow. I think, yeah. So <laughs> on the dates, it's kind of bad right now. Yeah, But anyway, so I came back to Brazil. And my brother was sick. And then I was training because I happened to fight this tournament. This yes. tournament is supposed to be in July in Denver. And I was in Brazil training. My brother was very sick, very well, very ill, and then he passed. Oh, the good thing, sorry. the fight was postponed for September. Wow. So I have a really rough uh, training period of time, yeah. and because he he dragged himself until June, he passed in June twenty third, and on September sixth I was fighting, wow. and that was yeah, that was a very important for me. Yeah. That's and wow, and uh, I mean I don't can you I don't know if it's okay can you tell me more about your brother how was he was he a- oh, my brother was a very my brother my old brother he's a my biggest fan oh, and man. and big a lot of, we we cause a lot of trouble together <laughs> <laughs> and he's um um. He had my back many times when I was young. Really? Yes. Wow. So like I said before, on the beginning of the, his, the story here, yes. 
I was kind of in trouble many times. <laughs> and many times, he's the one that has to cover my back. And he always there. That's awesome. He always there with, with, for me. And then I was trying to be there for him. That's why I, moved, I was living here in the United States, 2003. And then I moved back to Brazil to, to help him a little bit. And, uh, and that's awesome. That's <laughs> nice to have a brother that has your back. <laughs> yeah, I know. He has my back a lot. But I had his back too. <laughs> many times, yes. <laughs> oh, man, I can only picture those times. <laughs> So um, you got you got your black belt in jiu-jitsu. I drew a blank in late nineties. No, or, or no, I, mean, I got my black belt in jiu-jitsu two thousand six. Two thousand six. All right. Is there any rank that you enjoy while coming up the ranks? And mm, no, mm, I don't, you like them all. <laughs> no, every. It's, it's kind of is that it's, it's hard to explain for you because I was a professional fighter and since the beginning I was a oh, okay. fighter yes you know I was right. a fighter I wasn't the guy who came to the gym only to, to get my black belt mm, got it. I came to the gym to knock people off <laughs> I came to the gym to learn how to fight right. and that period of time I was in different mode I was uh, I was just my goal was to come to the gym and I learned everything. I learned everything on the way. But was, my goal wasn't, I wasn't to teach. Was my goal was never to be a professor. I didn't never thought I'd be going to be a professor in martial arts. My only goal that I have to be a killer. Wow. I like that. That's the only thing that I was taught in my life. Yeah. Uh, like I said, um, and, the, and I had to use a lot of discipline. One of those days, one of the tournament of my brother was sick. Right, I have to go in the hospital between the hospital and train, and I have to go regardless because it's just I wasn't feeling motivation at all. <laughs> That's true. But I have discipline, and mm -hmm. discipline took me to the championship, and that's why this is how I've been made. You know, yeah. on that time also, um, by the age of twenty, twenty-two, I didn't know I would be a killer. And then I know that I had to do to be a killer. And that's the only thing that I had to do it. Wow. And you had all the But like I said, like I told you, yes. uh, people doesn't think, uh, um, I, I, I care about my coach. I care my coach back, but I was there to learn, you know, to be the best. Yeah. Uh, and on that, and I'm telling you what, how, how can I still training And I still train it though. You know how I can still train after I lose a couple times. Right? And after win. Because the pursuit of perfection was making me happy in my life. Pursuit of perfection. Pursuit of perfection. Yes. And the training every day and to try to do things imperfect every day, regardless of the fight, that's what I'm trying to do. I wasn't, but I was trying all the day to be per perfect, to win on the gym, to win on training. Not to, not, like I said, win for me is not everything. Mm -hmm. Win for me is just the way. But I want to perfect it. I want to be very good in something that I was doing. So I want to learn. So I want to learn all the time. That's why Jesus is amazing because Jesus keeps evolving. There's a source never stop. Don't say, oh, today I stop. I know everything. They're never going to happen. So... Mm -hmm. That's why I keep me coming, I keep me learning. 
yeah. learning with different people, new new people, persons. Yeah. So what what do you tell to your students? And this could be from adults to kids, and I don't know if you phrase it differently. When they come and tell you, especially the parents, oh, my child's not as motivated anymore to come on in. My, you know, he's having a hard time. What do you What do you say to that? I'll tell you, look, um, if you have a pizza and I have a salad, you're going to choose a pizza regardless. Mm -hmm. If I have a couch and I have you to stay standing, you're going to sit down on the couch. Yeah. Our life in those days are made for us to live. We are, that's what you're doing here in the, the planet. You come here to procreate. Yeah. To live, grow up, procreate, more comfortable as possible. <laughs> yeah. And right now we have so much com uh, um, tools to make us comfortable. Oh, we do. You know, and we don't have to. Can you imagine this? Because it's hard to say this to your parents. You know, yeah. look, you want to eat? Tech, just mm -hmm. Uber eats. That's true. Click. You don't have to go walk anymore. You don't have to walk to your car anymore. You know, yeah. and the kids, he can talk to his friends without leaving their home because he can talk in online. That is right. He can, he can think he has a lot of action sitting on the couch because he played video game. So it's natural for any species to stay still. We are the home, you are the few species on the planet. They run without grab something because we run. No. Animals just only run if you need to, to catch something, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to catch any prey anymore because we, like I said, we evolve. That's correct. It's normal for everyone else to stay, wants to stay home. But the only way the kid will come here, if you are teaching him the discipline <laughs> yes. to come. You're gonna have a days if you don't want to come, and you have a days if you want to come. But you have to come every single day. Because that's when you learn discipline, what's matter? Discipline, what it is, discipline. When you do something and you don't want to do it. Because <laughs> everybody wants to, you know, relax, everybody wants to win, everybody wants to succeed all the time. But it, our life is 98%. Pile of shit. <laughs> now two percent is a good time. That's, that's okay. You know, yeah. uh, uh, if you don't, if you don't to go to struggle, you don't, you don't, you don't leave. You know? yes. Yeah. So the time you come here and struggle to come to the gym and learn how no the process to come to the gym and learn. That's how it makes him doing well or something. That's why I'm telling the parents. So you say, oh, my kids not motivated to come no more. Uh, actually, I also, I try to, this is what I'm telling the parents, but I'm trying to adjust myself as well to try to see where I'm teaching right, what I'm teaching wrong. Also, yeah. of course, I put myself on check all the time. Like I told you uh, before, I like to be perfect on fighting. Now I like to be perfect on teaching. I like to be perfect the way I'm teaching. I like to be perfect <laughs> the way I express myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that that's pretty good because, I mean, for the parents... I tell, I tell them all the time, you know what? If you had the choice to, if they told you today, I don't want to go to school, what would you say? And, yeah, and, I don't yeah. want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, play video games, yeah. you know. And I'm pretty sure you'll tell them, no, you got to go to school. 
So you as a parent, you know what's good for them. And you're the parent. And always plant that seed. You think you know what's good for them. Oh, yeah. well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know good. Be like myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as like martial arts, because you know how martial arts get, you know, it's going to help them in the long run. Yeah, so you will. That's, that's my sense where I was going. You yeah. know what's good for them. And I tell them, always plant that seed in their head. You know what? You, you're going to have one or two things you're going to stick with. Karate or martial arts, jiu-jitsu, muay thai, it's going to be one of those. When you're not going to talk to me back on those, you're going to stick with that. The other ones, there's some leverage. Yeah, because, well, um, a lot of defend themselves is this school that we don't born with. In the course, we can teach to, I know, your, 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 your teacher, so your professor, you know. Sometimes, um, courage is something that's so important in my friend in my life. Especially in those days that you've been so in, inside in your bubble, you don't put yourself so much outside, and then you're gonna to have to put yourself eventually. You're gonna to have to deal with interviews. You're gonna to have to deal with, you know, your wedding. You're gonna to have to deal with the born of your first child. Then you cannot call your mother. You cannot, you cannot press any app to to deliver my baby. You know, we're gonna to have to deal with this problem. You know, right? You, you cannot. Get married and look into the phone. You have to be there because you need to kiss the bride. You know? yeah. you need to you need to dress up next day. You need somebody. You need to fix. You need to have a job interview. You need to talk to your boss. You're gonna have decision in life. They have to have rain, spawn rain, and you have to go outside buy something. You cannot be afraid. The little things that you come here in the gym. There's little things that you you little by little you you kind of make them grow in the hair in the butt, you know. <laughs> kind of little by little, little by little, they say, "No, I don't want to." They go, "No, you go." They're, they're afraid. No, okay, stay here today. Then you push a little bit. One little, one little victory. They, one drop of victory here in the gym is the ocean of victory outside. That is correct. So. That's how I feel, I see in here, and one kid that they have another kid on top of you, a bigger kid, you know, small and 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 heavier, and a boy, and they have a little girl. She know how to get out in this situation from this, dude. That that give her so much confidence because in a long run, you know, you don't see that, but you know, yeah. we, we are uh, martial artists. We we can see. The benefits of them, exactly. and we don't learn. We don't born learn how to fight. We don't, you know. We we born how to walk. I mean, they, even the walk they have been teaching to us. Yeah. You know, we're natural ability. You learn how to to breathe, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. You can breathe. You can eat. It's normal for us. <laughs> and and what else? Run, maybe. Right. You know. Besides that. You need to learn how to cook. You need to learn how to to swimming, <laughs> bicycle. You know how to defend yourself. That's this is a, it's a natural for for human beings. You know, yeah. right? That, that's and drive here in the United driving. States. Yeah. You need to learn how to drive. <laughs> yes. And then look. This is one thing. Being in the gym here, one day your daughter has to go on the freeway, and she will be afraid. You know. But if you don't build the courage, little by little, little by little, she'll never go. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes, you know. It's how you build in kids. 
you push in a little bit here and they'll come here. You kind of, you creating a chaos situation inside the gym mm -hmm. on a controlled environment. Yeah, we, we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, because I mean... You yeah. mimic, mimics fight, you mimic yeah. situation. We put it, we check and here and there, you know. Here in the gym, uh, we see um, a kid, he, he does something, he doesn't do well. And you cannot leave him behind. You have to teach him how to learn. Because otherwise, you're not going to have somebody to train with. It's this whole thing, you know. All this benefit you have in martial arts, that it's hard to have in different sports. It is. It is. And that's why I always tell the parents that even if they don't want to attend our studio or whatnot, I tell them, you know what? If you can find a martial arts that they can stick with, stick with it because it helps. It helps. Martial yeah. arts, I believe, because it helped me. I used to be very shy, very in the shell. Couldn't get one word out of me. Really? And now, my, even my own instructor tells me, Jose, Jose, you talk a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, Jose, you, you talk, you talk a lot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's why this helped me a lot, <laughs> you know. And even doing this, I believe martial arts helped me doing this, because before coming up to someone and saying, hey, would you like to do my podcast? That, to me, would have been like, Oh yeah, no, you know, I wouldn't have the courage. Yeah, really. See? Yeah, yeah. So those little things, and and my and my tell you what here, you know, um, interaction with others, I think is going to be the 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 most important tool for the future. Yes. You know, is. interacting with another and and, and relationship with other person, you know, yeah. and I see fighters have a lot of uh, we no as a, right now my point of view right now when I see. Older fighters, they all well talk. They all know how to express themselves. They all know how to. They're not afraid of society. That's true. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, Mr. Babalu, I know we could stay here and <laughs> talk all day. Um, thank you for your time, sir. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, for everyone that's looking for a jiu-jitsu gym in, in Cerritos, where are you located? Sir? I am in, in Pioneer Boulevard in Cerritos. By the fire station and just babalubjj.com if you're interested. And just you know, show up, come here, hit, um, hit us up on our Instagram, babalubjj. Also, just go okay. over there and take a look and making questions. All right. So we, Cerritos, City of Cerritos. Is this still Container Orange County here? Or? Border. 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 Because you're LA County. LA County. That's within the border. Because yeah. Next, uh, next city down there, Artesia. No, Artesia, no. Buena Park is a orange county. <laughs> All right. And one last thing before we go. Is this correct why you got the nickname Babalu? You used to chew Babalu gum in Brazil yes. all the time? Yes, Babalu. Wow. Well, <laughs> is it better than Gordo? <laughs> okay. My coach called Gordo. Your coach called you Gordo? Yeah. He, he just got here. Oh, he just got here. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, Mr. Sobral, thank you so much, sir. All right, Appreciate brother. your time. Okay, my friend. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. See you guys next time.